Hello, coffee lovers, and welcome to the God Country Live Video Podcast. Every every Friday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And now, live from Seguin, Texas, and other places around the world, your host, Jose Roberto Alaniz Jr. Hello, coffee lovers, Jose Alaniz. It's uh, Friday night. It's almost 1900. We're starting a little bit early tonight, uh, but it's time for God Country Coffee. And uh, we have a great guest tonight. Uh, he's a U.S. Army veteran. And I also have my incredible co-host with me. And uh, I have tried for many years to uh, coordinate or collaborate with my wife. And uh, we're finally going to do it. And so I uh, welcome you to the show. Um, first and foremost, like I always do, thank God for just all the blessings that he just continues to pour down on our family. Uh, I pray for our country. I pray for our local uh, areas, our state and our cities and our communities. Uh, and I really especially pray for our churches. Um, if you have any kind of prayer request or anything, please let us know during the during the, the time that we're here. We'll definitely uh, like to pray with you. Uh, like I always talk about every week, uh, if you don't have a Bible or if you know somebody who needs a Bible, uh, reach out to us. We buy these things by the case. I love to give them away. I'll write something in there for you. Connie might write something in there for you. She's a little more witty than I am, uh, a little smarter and more educated. Uh, and then... Um, and so if you need a Bible or you know somebody who needs one, please let us know. I'd, I'd be happy to send you one. Also, I still have a few of these uh, PTSD, a soldier's guide to PTSD from Virginia Cruz. She is a, a clinical professional, licensed professional uh, for mental health counseling, stuff like that. Uh, and so I've got some of her books and you can also reach out to her directly. She's uh, on our links uh, in with our business and finally, I highly recommend uh, if you don't have a daily devotional, uh, my utmost for his highest, uh, Oswald Chambers. Uh, he died of the Spanish flu right before World War One, and the stuff that I read in this book, it's it's done by day, so you know every day has a different scripture and a different um, um, devotional. Devotional, and I can tell you, Connie can tell you because we both read this, that for somebody who wrote this thing 110 years ago. Uh, it is absolutely 1,000% relevant today, and that just goes to speak to God's word that it is perfect yesterday, today, and forever. And so, uh, if, you know, I highly recommend that. I've got I've got some of these. I don't have a lot of these, but you can get them on Amazon. And uh, we're going to be talking today to Mario Lopez, and he is not from um, Saved by, by the, the Bell. Bell. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't get that all the time, right? I mean, yes, I do. I get it all the time, but it's okay. But uh, our guest in-house is a U.S. Army veteran uh, and native uh, native Texan. Native Texan. Yeah. Native Texan, uh, Mario Lopez. And uh, brother, uh, introduce yourself and let us know a little bit about where you were born, where you were raised, and what led you to join the service. Okay, great, yeah. So my name is Mario Lopez. Um, I uh, was born in Corpus Christi, Texas, and uh, I lived there for about four years. My my first memories there, you know, were in Corpus, and then uh, all my family is from Alice, in Alice, Texas. So Alice and Corpus are kind of like like the same city, you know. <laughs> if you want to do anything fun, you go to Corpus, you know. So. <laughs> 
So, uh, so, um, I would tell everyone like, you know, the military, we say, oh, where are you from? And they say, well, I'm from Corpus, you know, Christy. And then they're like, oh, what high school? I am too. I'm like, oh man, okay. I got to do the whole <laughs> spiel. Okay. I'm really from Alice, but, <laughs> but you know, I just tell everybody that I'm, so, uh, yeah, it's just a fun little thing, but, um, we, uh, my, my parents, we lived there. I grew up there. I graduated high school, uh, from Alice texas uh in 2003 so in 2001 i saw the uh twin towers get get hit uh with the planes you know the twin towers yeah i got hit with the plane and um you know i watched them crash down in my first period class and so i didn't it was a weird feeling it was like excitement but dread but revenge you know all wrapped up into one i don't know what you call that feeling it was a sense of urgency for a urgency lot of people. okay urgency yeah do but something. do something right yeah there you go so i was um still in high school and i still had uh, uh two more years to go and uh so then i i finally so that was a i was a i was a junior so it was my junior year. It was September, right? It's the beginning of school. Mm-hmm. So my junior and then my senior year, I had to stay. And then uh, after my senior year, I went into the military. And I had a, uh, it had a, uh, a reservist recruiter. So I went reservist first. And then my unit was out, uh, out in country. And uh, I was like you know what, maybe I don't want to be reservist. Maybe I want to go active. So, uh, 2005, I went active and, um, two months later, I find myself in the sandbox, you know? And so, uh, I was not expecting, you know, to go active and then be sent right in, but it happened. So, um, I turned 21 over there and, um, you know, my wife gets mad at me for saying this, but uh, I had some fun in Iraq. I mean, I'm not a lot of guys did, right? But but I just I I felt like I was doing something, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, 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 coming into manhood, uh, uh, watching people vote for the first time, um, uh, just just liberating people right and spreading democracy so i just i just thought that it was you know it was it was a good experience and um i know a lot of people didn't have the same experience i did but i was i was in a a combat engineering unit so it did i didn't stay on the fob you know i was not a fobet but uh i was an 88 mike so i was a truck driver in a combat engineering unit so so I did a lot of moving around, driving 18-wheelers. And uh, so I came home after a year, and I was stationed in, uh, well, in, in country, I was at Camp Victory, Camp Liberty. But we were common engineers, so we'd be out, you know. So we'd come back and get to relax in civilization, but we'd go back out. And so um, I was attached one time to 101st. That was pretty cool. Um, the screaming eagle right yeah uh, screaming eagle screaming yeah. eagle yeah 
Uh, what do they call it? Like screaming chicken too, or something? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> I know too many army guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I no, I was very proud of that patch, but uh, I didn't fight for that patch. But I had a I had a cab, you know, uh, too. Um, but uh, but uh, so so like I said, had had fun. And uh, good experience, and felt like I was doing something. Came back for about a year and a half, and the commander said, "Y'all are going to Afghanistan," you know, when he was leaving. And uh, we we're just like, "Yeah, right." You know, we ended up in Afghanistan a year and a half later, and uh, and it was a totally different experience. Did not like Afghanistan, and uh, so we. Uh, about four months into my deployment, uh, we are on a routine mission, and uh, and uh, the Taliban, right? Taliban's in Afghanistan, right? Yep. Taliban, you know, hitting us hard, uh, you know, blowing up all our vehicles. So I would ended up being a passenger one day, and so they were doing the uh, the roster of who's going out, and I feel like God told me. Um, like not to go you know so but i didn't know what his voice sounded like because i didn't have a deep relationship with them and i felt really sick and and just anxiety and just weak and my platoon sergeant said hey lopez i've known you six years in the military that's a long time yeah and he's like you're a good soldier he's like if you don't want to go you don't have to go I mean, they don't need to tell anybody that. They say, you're going. But they told me, if you don't want to go, you don't have to go. And I said, no, I'll go. And and so we get in the truck, and the medic's sitting in front of me. We're an MRAP. And I had another battle buddy here, another battle buddy here, and the gunner, and then the TC, and the, and the, the driver. About 30 minutes in, all we see is just gray everywhere. And we're an MRAP, so, so all the... The moon dust just sprayed everywhere. We saw gray. The vehicle lifted off the ground, hit the ground. I got knocked out. And when I got knocked out, I uh, I came to, and I thought it was just a dream. I thought, this isn't real. And then I felt the flames, and my vehicle caught on fire. The The percussion from the, the blast severed the uh, gas tank in half. And so we had mo gas. They call it mo gas. It was a diesel and gas mix. What is it? What is it? I don't even. It's remember. a mixture. It's a mixture. Yeah. It's something, right? But uh, it was it was coming over me, and then I was trying to get out. My arm was was pinned down because the hatch co- uh, uh, was covered it down, and so I couldn't get out. And then one of my battle buddies, he was a big old diesel mechanic. He saw me in there. He heard me, and and uh, I said, "Help me! I'm dying!" Right, and. Uh, and so he's like, all right. And so he started pulling on me, couldn't get me out. And then uh, and then the flames got, got cold because my nerves were gone. Mm-hmm. So wow. I couldn't feel the heat anymore. And so I was like, that's interesting. And I just saw like white and orange. And so that was just the flames just, you know, over me. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so then uh, I was like, all right, Jesus, if you're real, I'm coming to meet you, right? So I thought, 
And then, uh, then I saw some more feet and then I heard voices. And then, so he started pulling on me. It was, you know, it was Rodriguez. He was there pulling on me. And, uh, he's like, I'm going to hurt your arm. If I keep pulling, I was like, I don't care. Rip me in half. Get me out of here. I don't want to die in here. I thought I was dead already. Cause I had nine, two or three rounds strapped to my chest. So two or three round is a plastic grenade. It's like a, like a shotgun, shotgun shell, but it's the size of a golf ball. I mean, it's like almost the size of this water bottle. They say they look like that, right? Yeah. Right into the front of the yeah the yeah. Um, your M4 launcher. on the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. It's a it's a yeah like yeah. an RPG almost. Yeah. A miniature one. A miniature RPG. Yeah. And uh, so they're not supposed to arm after forty yards, but you can hold uh, two or three to the sun, and you can see all the propellant in there. Once that gets hot enough, it's going up. You know. So. Right. So, uh, I knew what I had. I had nine of them and I had some more in my bag sitting right in front of me. And, uh, I was like, this is it. I was like, y'all better pull me out quick or we're all going, you know, we're all dying. Right? <laughs> yeah. So the 50 cal rounds started cooking off and cause it started getting hot. Uh, I don't know. It was run away because of the, it was already mounted, you know, to the, to the truck and aiming in a certain direction, but I just know they were going off. And, uh, so they finally pulled me out. They laid me in the street. They bring, uh, the medic over to me and she's like, she's like, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. She's like, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. I said, I was like, what's the first step of evaluating a casualty? It's breathing, right? I'm breathing. So what's the next step? So she had, she had saved a lot of lives before. But she had never been in the vehicle that it happened to. Mm. And she had one broken ankle, one sprained ankle already. So they fired, firemen carried her over to me, you know. And so uh, she, she was a little bit in shock. And, and, I, and I said, what's the first step of the out-of-waiting casualty? And she, I was like, breathing? What's the next step? And she's like, Ble- bleeding. I was like, okay, stop the bleeding. And so she, so she started working on me. Put the tourniquets on all my appendages. It hurt worse than the flames. I was like, put me back in, you know. <laughs> no, but I was kidding. I was kidding. No, but uh, so um, uh, so then uh, I asked her. I said, "Am I gonna die?" And she said, "She said you're not gonna die." Like it was the craziest thing she'd ever heard. But uh, somebody wore uh, reflective lenses, and that's one of the reasons why I was supposed to wear reflective lenses in theater. And I saw everything, and I was like. I'm probably going to die, you know, but, uh, anyway, she, she, uh, asked her for some morphine and she said that she had, didn't have any, and she had used it weeks before on, on all the other people she had saved before. And so I was like, okay, I'll wait. And, uh, so another Bradley unit came and they took over me and, uh, then I was coming in and out of consciousness. And then, uh, and then, uh, uh, I was like, hey, can I get some water? And they said, no, you're going to go into shock and you're going to throw up and you're going you're gonna to choke. And I said, no, I'm not. I was like, give me some water now. And, and so they gave me some water and that was the last drink of water I had for six months. So, wow. yeah. So um, then they, uh, they call in, they call in a helicopter or medevac and uh, 45 minutes later, like Pizza Hut, you know, <laughs> or Little Caesars or whatever. Sorry, I don't want to not plug in anything. But 
<laughs> pizza delivery. Okay, they were here. And uh, they, uh, uh, I saw the helicopter and, and I heard it. And I was like, all right, you know, sal- salvation, you know, someone's coming for me. And, but in theater, they could be going in any direction, right? right? They could be taking uh, a general to dinner. Who knows? I mean, you know, who knows what they're, who they're, they're, they're going to be on another mission, right? But no, they corkscrewed. They started talking to the to to the uh, you know the guy on the radio, and and uh, I was like woohoo! And even the the blades from the propeller gave me relief because I'm just sitting there naked, all my clothes you know cut off, uh, and just the sun beating down on me, and uh, dehydrated. You know, won't give me any water. Um, just just hating life at this moment. And, uh, but having hope that, you know, and, you know, cosmetic surgery, you know, movie stars, you know, get, you know. <laughs> I thought, I thought, you know, it's, it's going to be fine. They're going to fix me back up. And so, uh, and, uh, so they, uh, load me up last. They, um, do all their little switches, you know, you know, to make it go up. And uh, I don't know, I'm not a helicopter person but uh um i i waited for for them to do all the mic checks and all that and get in the air i was like hey uh can i get some morphine now and they said sorry buddy lost too much blood and this guy you know just looking at me just completely stoic no emotional attachment or surprise or compassion just i was just no. i was just a mission i was just his job right which is, you know, you know, he that's that's what they're trained that's for. What trained for. Yeah. And uh and he said, um he said, uh, you lost too much blood. I said, I will jump out of this helicopter, you don't give me any but I was strapped down like Hannibal Lecter. I mean, you know, I was going anywhere. <laughs> but uh but uh so um they said uh uh well let me let me ask someone. And so he he, he asked the, the highest ranking person in the helicopter. He said, let him know it's his funeral if he gets any morphine. And I said, they relayed the message back to me. And I said, let's do it. I was like, I've been through too much pain already. And I'm, I'm ready for some morphine now. So he prepared my vein. I was like, he's not going to do it, you know. And uh, sure enough, he did it. And I was like, that is not sailing for sure, you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, got knocked out. They woke me up in a cash hospital. And uh, uh, and they they cut my stomach open, and again I was looking for some for s- some expression, some worry, some dread, some something, and everyone was just trained and doing their job. And I said, "Hey, uh, I'm cut open. What are y'all doing?" And and uh, they said, "Oh, you're fine. Who's the president? What country?" And you know, they so they're checking for bleed internal bleeding, and they're checking to see if I was bleeding in my brain. Mm. And I answered some all correctly, and uh, I know I said something funny, and they said, "Okay, you're going over the big blue, right?" Uh, and uh, I was like, "Okay." And then I don't remember Germany at all, but they said I was in Germany for a while, and I was talking to them, and conscious and stuff, and and uh, so uh, I was completely out, and then. Uh, and the first day they woke me up back in San Antonio at Bamsey, Brook Army Medical Center, 
was a couple months later because I was in a medically induced coma. Mm -hmm. And so they, uh, they woke me up during when Hurricane Ike was blowing through. (laughs) I was all like, "Uh, can y'all, can y'all wait like one more day or a couple of hours? I mean, I know these things don't last that long, but uh, I said, are we safe? And, uh, you know, because Hurricane Sandy happened Mm -hmm. and it was still fresh. And uh, they said, you're the safest place in the world. And so I, I just, you know, took that and I started, I had to learn how to walk, talk, eat, everything all over again. And uh, I went in 170 pounds. I came out 106. How much time from the accident to Bamsi? Uh, I would say no more than three months. Yeah. Well, what I, I was, I got injured August, uh, 13, 2008. And then, so the, when was hurricane Ike blowing through? I mean, that's something I should know. September. I don't know. I don't know. We'll look at Well, it. yeah, I just look at it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Google's for. Yeah. Was, yeah. That's what our cell phones are for, right? Are they make a smarter number? I don't know. That's I don't know. Right? <laughs> that was September of 2008, September 15th. Okay. So this is even so a month then a month even. a month a month yeah wow August September wow yeah the, so this is new information <laughs> I mean I thought, I, was, I, thought like like three months. I thought like three months six months okay well so yeah uh so then uh um I had to learn how to do everything all over again and at this point I stopped believing in God I said I said uh. I was a good person. You know, I said everything I seen, you know, the way people are living over there, you know, little, little kids out in the distance with no family in sight, three year olds just walking in the desert, or little kids drinking water with goats and camels next to them, you know, like uh, just, I was just like, how could a good guy? let people live like this and well now i have the answer because when people and countries push them out and that's what happens you know mm-hmm. so uh anyway so i uh i just started thinking well there's no god and i said well these doctors and psychologists and social workers they'll be my god now and i put on my faith and trust in them they're great at what they do but I found out that they're not God. And so I said, well, okay, well, maybe I'm God. I'm the, I'm the author of my own destiny, right? I found out quickly, I'm not God. <laughs> I was like, what, what has always been there for me? What has never let me down? I had a lot of time to think. And I, and I was like, it's alcohol and drugs that will make me feel better. I have something to look forward to, you know, they occupy my time and something to talk about. And I put all my faith and trust in that. And when I say drugs, like prescription pills and, uh, you know, during that time, you know, soldiers living and going through that type of thing, it was new, right? Like, it was a new experience for everyone. Everyone's learning this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all together. 
and collectively. And so I uh, put all my faith and trust in the drugs and alcohol and uh, and uh, started abusing them. You know, first started abusing them just on purpose and then later on, on accident. Because I was going so far into uh, almost... Uh, uh, I don't know where it's comatose. What is that when you forget, like, who you are? Catatonic. Catatonic. Mm-hmm. You know, just not knowing what time of day it was. Like, uh, just just um, uh, not knowing what, what, what month it was, you know? Losing yourself. Yeah. How do I? Losing yourself. Yeah. And so I felt a little pain. Oh, there's a pill for that, you know? Felt a little something. Started feeling sad. Oh, there's a pill for that. You know, and so I just started taking this, these things and I'd call my friends, my family and some of my doctors and everyone's just like, Mario, you're putting me through an emotional roller coaster, you know, all my family, you know, and I love you, but you know, this is just too hard on us and <laughs> you got to just, you know, and it was, it was a lot because yeah. I was, I was. I was staying right on that line of <clears throat> what was prescribed and legal, you know, just skating that line, what was healthy, mm-hmm. what was not. Yeah, I remember asking a, a friend, uh, he was a police officer, and we're having lunch, and he's like, let me look at your eyes. And they were just like flipping like that. And it's like, dude, you, you better drive safely home. Like, like, that's not, you know, that's not good. So... And I live like that, you know, and uh, so uh, I had uh, uh, one night I was I went into uh, I went into a uh, uh, to one of my binges, I guess you would say, not, not knowing what time of day it was or anything. And, and uh, I, I was like I was coming out of a phase but I already took pills, so I was going back into another one. But it takes 45 minutes for it to kick in. And I was like, what? How much have I taken today? And I started thinking, counting them, and thinking, I wasn't taking this. I wasn't taking that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You could die. You could die. And I can't. I'm not one. I can't. Like, I have no gag reflex. And once it's down, it's down. And uh, I was like, well, you just got to ride this out. Like, they burned all the bridges already. And I don't want to get in trouble, call the ambulance. And my neighbors are tired of seeing sirens you know from all my injuries and overdosing and stuff and so uh i was like i just gotta ride this out and i was like well if i go to if if i do die i should go to heaven for all the things i've done because i'm a good person because what i've done for my country i'm a good father you know so i was trying to get to god and get to heaven get to paradise on what i did on my good works i'm you know, and that, you know, God said that, um, that our greatest works are like filthy rags, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, I, I had lied before. So that makes me a liar. I had stolen changed on my mom's purse. Makes me a thief. You know, I had, uh, um, uh, been disrespectful to my parents. I had used God's name in vain. I had, Jesus says, if you even hate somebody, it's like murder. 
So I've broken every single one of the Ten Commandments with no redemption plan, with no Savior, with no Jesus, all on my own, right? So I fell asleep, and it was just pitch black everywhere. And I saw my spirit, and it, the, uh, uh, the Bible says that our life is but a vapor. Uh, there's other scriptures that say that God blew his candle out, right? So that's exactly what my soul looked like. It looked like we blow out a candle, just a little puff of smoke. But I didn't go up. I started traveling down. I saw an arms pinhole of light. And I got closer and closer and closer. Next thing you know, I was smack dab in the middle of hell. And there's a hurricane of fire blowing all around me. And there's these creatures dancing around an altar. And this lady levitating on it. She looked like she was 300 years old. Right? Meciated. Transparent skin. Um bald pieces of missing white hair. And so this this big gargoyle dude just pulled me without even touching me. You don't even have control of your own body to help. I don't know if I was actually there or as a vision or what you know what it was. But I saw something. The first thing I felt was hatred. Hatred in hell is like a tangible thing. It's like an aerosol. It's like uh have you ever walked into a room and felt like man these people don't like me. Okay, just to, just capture that feeling a million times over. That's what it feels like in hell. They hate you for no reason. And there's nothing you can do about it. And it's forever. And they're going to hurt you, right? So I had that feeling. Like I said, it's like a fog. And uh, the next thing I felt was the heat. I know what being on fire and earth feels like. It'll hurt different parts of your body as you're being burned alive. But in hell, uh, and, then, and then on earth, it gets cold after a while, like I said earlier, right? But in hell, it doesn't. It feels like someone's sticking needles in and out of your body, all over your body. It feels like dipping your whole body in acid. It feels like fire ants just crawling all over your body. It doesn't stop forever and ever and ever. The next thing I felt was hopelessness. I knew I was the reason why I was there. It was completely preventable. And all I had to do was put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ and rely on his sacrifice, his, what he did on the cross for us. Jesus was a real person. He really existed 2,000 years ago. And he really was God. He really was the son of God. Like, it's, 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 I mean, if you look at the evidence and you're honest with yourself, it's a fact. Look at uh, Lee Strobel, Case for Christ. Yeah, you know, Great. many, many others. You know, yeah, many others, many others that uh, scientific minds, you know, that have, have looked at the evidence, and so if you're honest with yourself, you know, there's a God, you know, completely. So anyway, I'm preaching now, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so and I'm losing my voice. Oh, Texas Cedar, thank you. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, I, uh, I felt, uh, the hatred, uh, the heat and there was hopelessness, you know, and even like who I was was stripped from me, mm. like you, my name, where I was from, everything was stripped. I'm just now here in hell, can't control my body, being burned alive. And these creatures are having complete control over me. And so. 
and feel the heat. And so, uh, you could be the most famous person in hell, doesn't matter. You could be the most richest person in hell, doesn't matter. Can't take it with you. And, uh, so, I woke up. As soon as they pulled me, I woke up. I started crying. And, uh, I don't cry very much. I started crying. And so I was like, all right, I got to figure this out. And I went to my doctors, psychologists, and social workers that very next day. Because at that time, in my care, my stage of care, I could just walk in, you know, and, and it, it's like Wild Wild West, you know, it's just like, whatever, we're all friends, let's just, just fix this, let's you know, figure this out. And so, uh, did that, and they all told me it's post-traumatic stress disorder. I should have talked to a pastor or a priest, and they would have told me something different. But I like their answer. I like their answer. So I got divorced at this point. So I had uh, lived like that for about a year, and I've had many surgeries. And I would get surgeries just so I wouldn't have to go to formation. You know, I hope I'm not incriminating myself. Sorry. No, <laughs> I'm retired now, so can't get me. No, but <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, but I needed surgeries too. Yeah. Wait, wait, what? Uh, no, 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 but <laughs> no, and I got the surgeries and, um, and so, um, I, uh, I had this routine surgery and they're going to put a tissue expander in my back. And when they did that, I started bleeding internally. And so they said, well, let's just see. Let's give them some blood. Maybe the bleeding will stop. Well, the fourth pint of blood I received, 108 degree fever. 105 as an adult can kill you or give you brain damage. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you can tell I don't have brain damage, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> you all are real right now. I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like <laughs> am I? No, no, but no. So, um, so um, I I got a hundred eight degree fever. So, I I remember them cr- calling out a hundred and three, a hundred and four, and then people started disappearing. Medical equipment started disappearing, right? Um, it went from complete chaos to just quiet and still and a spotlight above my bed and darkness around it. And these three entities just came out of the shadows and just started harassing me and telling me they're going to drag me to hell. And that's why they hate me and all of a sudden. And so I was getting worried, right? And uh, I was like, what? You know, like... Uh, We're not doing this again. Yeah, this is... Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, and so the next thing I know is uh, this angel popped out of the ceiling, a little tornado, like little lightning storm tornado just came down, like instantly just just came down. He looked like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin with Fabio hair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he was a big, big guy. And uh, uh, he uh, had uh, this silver armor with gold outlining. And, uh, he, uh, he hit the biggest guy in the room and, uh, then I woke up and everything was fine. And I, and I, my fever had gone, uh, my vein, had, my veins had collapsed. So I couldn't get an IV and, uh, I was like, wow, I'm back, you know? And I was all like, 
angels are real, demons are real, hell is real, heaven must be real. What do I got to do, mom? What do I got to do to go there? I was like, I don't want to go with them. I was like, I was like, what do I got to do? And I got to get this right. Got a second, second, third chance, you know? I had, to, I had to get burned, blown up, crushed, set on fire, uh, nearly uh, get blown up from my grenades, nearly drowned in the Guadalupe River tubing. You know, that's a separate story. Uh, <laughs> uh, overdose on pills, get 108 degree fever to get me on my knees, to get me on my knees. God didn't let go, mm. you know. But uh, I was a little hard-headed, you know. But <laughs> so, uh, and you both, yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, so now, so I asked my mom, "What do I gotta do?" She's like, "Put your complete faith in Jesus Christ and what He did." I was like, "What does that mean? What does that mean to do that?" She's like, "You have faith in the chair when you sit it, sit down in it, right? Do you test it out? Do you get?" You know, a weight-bearing thing that you're saying, wait, like, you just have faith. You, you turn on your car, you turn on, you go, you have faith in your car. How can you have faith in your car and other drivers driving 70 miles an hour? You don't have faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Mm. You know, so I was like, okay, you got to put on Christ. You got to put him on. When you jump out of, like, let's say there's some crazy, I don't know how crazy your audience is, but you jump <laughs> out of a plane, you put on a parachute. You have faith that it that it was packed right, you know, and you have faith in the parachute, the physics and your body weight and all that, and your trainer and whoever. You have faith in that. You get in the plane, you have faith that that pilot's gonna, gonna get you where you need to go. So you have to have faith in Jesus. And um, so I was like, all right, mom, all right. I, get, I, I surrender, Lord. I surrender after all that. And, uh, and so, uh, that's hitting me now right now. I <laughs> just <laughs> was thinking about it, but so, yeah, so I, I did, I did that and, and, uh, I did, it wasn't overnight where I just completely changed. I had to learn and grow and drink the milk, you know, as they say. And, uh, I was like, if there's a God, if there really is, then I want to be intellectually honest with myself, right? Okay. There's a creator. There's a God. I want to find out which one he is. Right. And so. Uh, so there's three different types of religions. Right. This is why I do a lot of soul searching. A lot of time studying. There's called an antinomianism, Right. Where they believe like this cup is a God. And book is a God. And the streams are God. And you're God. And I'm God. Right. Well, we all die every day. I can't conjure up a million dollars i can't change my life you know by just you know making it happen so we're not gods um streams are these streams dry up trees get cut down they're like no stop wait you know like trees not gonna tell you that so it's not god any know me is about so they got polytheism polytheism where they believe in multiple gods right uh, in Hinduism, there's three million gods, right? And uh, and uh, um, what's the other religion? Uh, the Greeks. There's many Greek gods. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't see the god of water, you know, running down 
down like Poseidon, right? Oh, we can't get water out today because of a faucet because the water god's van, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we can't launch a space shuttle today because of the, the, the fire god's van, you know? Is there, a, is there a god federation constitution <laughs> that they all adhere to? Like, we have science and things react and, you know, and, and you you know, they can do experiments and, and they're the same every time and got medicine, pharmaceuticals, you know, compounds and elements that react a certain way. Gunpowder, you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so mul- multiple gods is out. So we got three different uh, religions that are that are prevalent because if it's going to be a god, a monotheistic god, it's going to be a god that everyone will know about by now. He's he's a, if he created, he's going on a got to converse with his creation mm-hmm. so um so then uh uh, uh wow my, my 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 brain is trying to catch up with <laughs> so uh so it's not going to be in a cave where only five people know about it it's going right. to be three major world religions we got islam christianity and judaism right so if God said, I am the way, the truth, and life, right? If he said that if there's one God, right, in, in Islam, you know, I've been over there. They blow themselves up. It's a fact, you know, in the name of their God. They uh, they uh, throw gay people off roofs, you know. They, they, uh, they you know, mutilate their little girls, mm-hmm. you know. They, uh, you know, put women in burqas. So, so Islam's out. Then we're left with, with uh, uh, Judaism and Christianity, right? Well, that's easy, right? I mean, Christianity validates Judaism. Judaism validates Christianity. Isaiah fifty-three. Uh, if you read Isaiah fifty-three, by his wounds we are healed. The suffering servant. Uh, uh, um, uh, be buried in a rich man's tomb. Like, it's, I mean, you can just write Jesus' name in there. Jesus is a real person, like I said Christophanes. earlier. Christophanes. Uh-huh. They're all over the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. Christophanes? Christophanes. Oh, it's a new word I just learned right now. <laughs> Man, I was learning so much being here with y'all. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so uh, Psalm 22, right? So I developed yeah, our military. We like, uh, we like acronyms, right? So I developed this acronym. It was called SIDS, right? Uh, creation, Isaiah, the Dead Sea Scrolls, and the Savior. Okay? So, watch this. So, creation, there's a lot of symbiotic relationships between certain butterflies and certain flowers. Hold out your hand. Turn it over. So, there's this ratio. It's called the golden ratio. Phi, right? It's, it's a ratio is one, six, one, eight. And from right here to, is five, from right here, right here, right here, right here, right here, right here, mm-hmm. and all the way to your shoulder in almost every single person's face. Not mine, because I got burned, but uh, <laughs> sorry, that's kind of a joke, but uh, you can laugh. Go ahead. <laughs> but, uh, uh, it's in butterflies' wings, it's in monkeys. And they say we're supposed to be, how did that fire ratio get in monkeys and humans? You know? So uh, it's in a hurricane, 
it's in a spiral of a of a of a rose it's in a uh it's in a sunflower it's in bees wings dragonflies wings so the ancient people saw this and and they saw that there is this ratio and uh the greek parthenon mm-hmm. is uh, a phi ratio uh the ark of the covenant is in phi noah's ark is in phi lots of phi and so um so um that's creation right uh the, uh, there's creatures that defy evolution. Um, there's there's actually a movie called that. Um, there's a this this uh, this concept called irreducible complexity uh, by uh, I believe is uh, Michael Behe, um, and he actually went to court, but uh, the atheists tried to you know throw that out. But anyway. Uh, so a mousetrap is irreducibly complex. It's got five different parts. You take one of those parts out, it doesn't work, right? It's got the the, the, the the base. It's got the hammer, the spring, the catch, all those. Take one of those parts, it doesn't work. So a single-celled organism uh, is, is more complex than the space shuttle. It's got a membrane. It's got sensors. It's got a rotor. It's got a way to metabolize food. It's got a way to... To, to divide itself, it's got DNA, it's got, I mean, DNA, I mean, that's very complex, I mean, you know, yeah. four letters and creates everything that we see, you know, every biological thing, so, um, that's creation, that's a mouthful, that's creation, the other ones are easy, uh, uh, Isaiah was uh, believed to be um, 700 years before Christ, he wrote Isaiah 53, Right, he wrote many things, uh, a whole book about Isaiah. But in there was Isaiah fifty three, and you know you just write Jesus' name in in that. Um, so uh, he was he was a prophet. Did I say that? And uh, then we have uh, 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 the Dead Sea Scrolls. Well, there was this little boy that was a shepherd. He threw some rocks into a cave, and uh, uh, and. There was these um, these these jars, and he heard those jars break. And back then, in, in the 1940s, you know, there's a bunch of Westerners going to the Middle East looking for antiquities, and they heard that shatter. They knew that's money, right? They actually found lots of money in there as jars too. Um, so no one would go stick some jars in a cave with a bunch of ancient money, with a bunch of ancient scrolls, you know. Uh, and leave them there to f- have some shepherd boy find them. So, so that just proves that these these books were old, right? And uh, so they were discovered in 1947. In 1948, uh, Israel became its own country in a day, which is in the Old Testament. I think it's Ezekiel, in a day. And so, uh, so that's the Dead Sea Scrolls. Then we got the Savior. And, oh man, I'm so embarrassed. There's this mathematician, I have it in my phone somewhere, but he 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 uh he hypothesized for one man to fulfill eight prophecies in his lifetime, it would the same chances would be like one in ten to the fortieth power. That number is so big, it's like if you cover the whole state of Texas with quarters two feet high. 
drop one gold coin somewhere in the state of Texas, blindfold yourself, shake up all the corners, reach down, pick it up, blindfold it, and you find that one gold coin. <clears throat> In this, you know, yeah, in that two feet high, whole state of Texas, you know, it's big, right? <laughs> you know, it's like what is like, like a third of the United States. I don't know, right? I don't know, I could be wrong, but uh, anyway, so, um, so that's one man fulfill eight prophecies, right? Um, so Jesus fulfilled 300 plus prophecies in his lifetime, right? God was showing off and saying, I am God. Sorry, is that too loud? No, no, okay. no, no you're good. Effect, right? Effect, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so he was trying. He was showing off, trying to say, "This, this is my son. This is what I prophesied. What I say is going to happen. It's going to happen." And so, uh, let's say Jesus is fulfilled 150 on his own. Right? Go grab the donkey. It's going to be tied up. Tell him the master needs of him, right? Which is a miracle on its own, right? How do you know there's a donkey there? Right. The guy was going to let him take the donkey, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He said, go grab the donkey. That's Let's say that's one. Uh, he said, I'm going to read the book of Isaiah for prophecy to be fulfilled. Okay, that's two, right? Let's say he did 150 on his own. Okay, let's say that um, 150 he didn't do on his own. Like, be buried at risk man's tomb. He's dead. Scientifically proven, he's dead. Again, case for Christ. Uh, um, uh, uh, being sold for 30 pieces of silver. He didn't have control over that. He just, hey, Judas, make sure you get 30 pieces of silver for me, right? Yeah. He didn't do that. Uh, um, his parents, when he was born, uh, fleeing to Egypt. Mm-hmm. He didn't have any control over that. Nope. No control over that. Um, uh, the, his lineage of uh, where he was born from, right? Yep. If you look up, uh, what is uh, Luke and Matthew? I think, yeah. Luke I think and Luke Matthew. Is the one that does the... No, it's, I think it's both Luke and Matthew. Yeah. One is the paternal side mm-hmm. and one is the maternal side. Right. So uh, uh, I, I think it's John MacArthur said that um, he, he did... Because uh, the Jewish people at the time were very litigious, they were very, you know, they they they, they documented everything, everything. and so um, the 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 uh, he did the uh, the maternal side, uh, so he could rule through his blood, and then he did. Uh, then one of them, uh, Matthew or or Luke, recorded through the paternal uh, side. Um, uh, where he could rule through a sonship, and back then a king could adopt, and he was, you know, next in line, and so and you know, so uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, where was I going with that? My brain again, but uh, but yeah. Well, so. he grafts us all in, right? Yeah. We all become adopted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He grafts us. Every in, yeah. one of us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Oh, where was I going with that? Seriously. <laughs> no, seriously. We're, 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 we're just talking. Okay. So, uh, so oh, yeah. So, this is the acronym. Okay. So, uh, so, SIDS, so, that's SIDS. SIDS. so, that's what I came up with. You know, and I think it's pretty airtight. Um, but uh, that's just some of the things that I had to do for myself to be intellectually honest because I know there's a spiritual world out there. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, you could talk to anybody's grandma and she'll tell you, oh, I've seen some things, right? I mean, you're telling me over the 6,000 years of human uh, 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 writing things down that one person didn't see a cut move all on its own, you know? Like, there's a spiritual world out there, you know? Uh, so, so um, think about it. Like, if we're just biological machines, then the Frankenstein story would be true. Grab a brain from a graveyard, grab, grab a, someone's heart. Put it together. Put it together, zap them, and they, you know, they'd, be, they'd come alive. So there's something missing, right, whenever someone dies. And there's a spiritual world. And there's spiritual things that happen. And it's just a phenomenon. But um, I don't have to understand it. Like, I don't understand this cell phone. I don't understand how it works. You know, uh, I make calls, though. You know, I enjoy it. Yeah. And so, uh, just got to get a God's cell phone plan, you know? Just, uh, I think you have something <laughs> unique that I just want to kind of explore yeah, sure. for a second. Um, you know, in my Sunday school class right now, we're talking, we just finished talking about angels. And, of course, talking about demons because they exist. They're here. Right. Uh as I, when I was reading your book, one of the things that stuck out, I was, I was thinking, uh, sometimes I can't remember exactly what you said, but it made me think about Job and when, when bad things happen to people, right? Yeah. You don't know if it's, did, did God do this or did he allow it to happen? But we know from Job <clears throat> that, that he allowed the devil yeah. to do certain things, but he told him, don't kill right. my servant, Job. Right. And, uh, and so God is sovereign. He is. He's sovereign. He's sovereign. And the devil does have rain down here on earth. Yeah. We gave him the permission. Yeah. And so he's got permission to mess with us and do things to us, you know, and, but we have to rely on our sovereign God. Yeah. You know, we have to put all, like you said earlier, we have to put all your faith. You can't just, you know, I'm just going to put a little bit here, here. You know, yeah. And I think one of the biggest things I had to learn to get past was God doesn't want you to give him here. God, take care of this hard stuff. I'll take care of this light stuff. Yeah. It's all his. Right. He doesn't need us. Right. But I think it's. He wants us. He does. He doesn't need us. But your perspective is so unique because so few people have seen the, the hell, the bad side. Yeah. And for you to be able to assess those two and go, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. And then to come, you know, to know that the only way out is through Jesus. Right. Is it's just amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Well, Jesus said that it rains on the just and the unjust alike. Uh, they asked him about. Uh, there was this big deal about some people that died, died in a, uh, it's in the Bible somewhere. I'm so sorry, but, um, about, uh, uh, like a tornado coming and killing some people. And he said, it rains on the just and the unjust alike. Like things just happen, you know, and we just gotta rely on God's sovereignty, you know. Uh, there are missionaries that get eaten by alligators while they're baptizing. I mean, that was a story that happened. And, uh, you know, we just gotta trust god's great tapestry that he's waving together mm-hmm. and uh he can see the beginning from the end 
and he isn't just God. We're trying to figure it out like we're the center of the universe, right? But we're a little piece of the entire right. puzzle, right? We have we don't have any idea, and we don't have to, right? Um, just gotta let God be God. Mm-hmm. That's tough, yeah. Sometimes because we like to have control. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we like to put things in boxes, you know. But what an amazing story that you have. And I love Did the you fact the book? I love the fact that you're um talking about it because yeah, you know, sometimes when I first got saved, I was scared to talk to people about my faith because I didn't know how to do it. And I had a friend of ours that told us, he said, Man, he says today we're so tolerant. We're, we're, we're cultured. We're taught to tolerate everything. Be tolerant. Don't hurt nobody's feelings. But are we supposed to tolerate our neighbors, our friends, our family straight to hell by right. not telling them yeah. about Christ? Right. And I think that's the pitfall today. Yeah. We're so concerned about stepping on somebody's toes and not saying this is real. Yes. God is real. Yes. He can do today what he did, you know, 6,000 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, we lose sight of that a little bit. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. But, well, I know that, that we want to wrap things up a little bit, and I want to talk a little bit about some stuff that you've got coming up. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you have some really amazing things that you're doing. Um, and I forgot to – I'm going to do it right now while while because I forgot to totally put the banner up. Um, I think this is it right here. Yep. Okay. So you guys can see a banner rolling across the bottom. If you're just listening, it's called um, New Century Art Guild. New Century Art Guild. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's great. So, um, I uh, after my injury, I got divorced, and I didn't have a lot of things in my house anymore, and so I started uh, to paint uh, pictures and you know just things. And because uh, I go to Ross or something, I'm like, I don't like that. And I, you know, I wanted to be very specific at what I had. And so um, uh, painting started because I had a, a friend in the military and he, he was just a very cool guy. Uh, and uh, no one ever had any problems with him. And he was very eclectic. And he was like, like a, like a surfer, skateboarder, uh, backwoods, you know, country boy type thing, right? <laughs> so he just mixed all, that. and so he's just real cool. And and uh, one day I saw a painting on his on his uh, on his on his wall, and it's pretty big, and it looked like real because you could see the paint come off off the canvas. And I said, "Hey, where do you get that? I know you're just E four like me." Um, uh, he became a sergeant, but uh, I was like, you're, "How do you afford that?" And he's like, "Oh, I painted it. I painted it, Mario." And I was like, "You could do that? <laughs> you could just..." You don't have to ask anybody. So I just went down to the Hobby Lobby, and uh, not a plug, and uh, and uh, and uh, and I uh, picked up some paint, and, and it was just real simple, just uh, uh, squares and circles and spirals and stuff and triangles, and, and but uh, I thought it was so cool, so it always stuck with me. And I, I had done uh, artwork um, before my injury. I would do uh, woodworking, and um, I didn't want to cut any more of my hand off, so. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just, I'll just uh, figure out uh, something else to do artistically, and so I was like, you know, canvas and and uh, and paint can't can't be harmful, and so uh, I uh, started to, and as I was, uh, you know, going through, 
um, uh, my process, uh, my, my, uh, friends and family and doctors and, and social workers and stuff, uh, were like, uh, so what are you doing these days? Well, I had iPhone and I was like, Hey, well, let me show you. And I'm like, Oh, I really like that. You still have it. Like, yeah, I'll buy it. What? You know, are you serious? And, and so, uh, so it, uh, one of my social workers, she, uh, she was like my, uh, my, my third mother. Uh, cause I had, uh, uh, my, um, my, my mom, my stepmom, and her, and, um, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> talking too much, and, uh, so, uh, she, uh, she, she, she called, uh, one of the local newspapers, a bilingual newspaper called La Pencia, mm-hmm. and, uh, and she, she called them, and they came out, and, uh, uh did a, a piece for me, and, uh, did I say she was a social worker? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. and so she, so, so, uh, so they they came out and uh and they and they did an article, and then back in my hometown, uh, you know in in two thousand eight, you know it, the, the war and all that stuff was kind of a big deal, and so when I got hurt, a lot of my uh, friends and family and people knew me in town, uh, because Alice is kind of small, mm-hmm. and uh, and um, they, they everyone wanted to uh, like follow up and see how is Mario doing, and so um. Uh, a wealthy, well-to-do couple uh, decided to, to to reach out to me uh, from the newspaper, and they threw me an art show. They showed me how it was done. They got a violinist and some wine and some cheese, and it was right across the street from the yacht club at, at the Corpus Christi <laughs> wow. Art Center. Well, the, we had meetings at the art club. At the yacht club, I was like, I'm not on my element here, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, a pinky. I don't have one, but no. <laughs> but so. Uh, so like, um, I, I just, uh, it was a great experience. And then, um, my wife, uh, had, uh, she was just my girlfriend at the time. Uh, she, um, just came into my life and, uh, she had, uh, uh, drove in from San Antonio down to Corpus and she saw, uh, uh, three, um, video cameras and and interviews and my art and this wine this cheese and then and she was <laughs> and she was starstruck and she thought oh yeah what am i getting into right <laughs> <laughs> and uh she thought it was gonna be like that all the time but but uh, uh but it wasn't and uh but uh she we, we we hit it off and we got married we had two other babies and um and so uh, anyway, so I, I, I just started painting and as I was painting and meeting people and got to meet President Bush and give up a painting and I painted, painted a painting for Popovich's daughter. Um, and uh, I started uh, meeting other veteran artists and uh, I was like, wow, it's like a lot of us and uh, we're very emotive, you know, we got to get this out. And um, some art was happy and cheerful. Some of it was dark, but still I said, I want to help you. I got to limelight on me i want to share it with you i want to bring it all come up together and uh so the uh i started having art shows with other veterans and uh so this is my fourth art show i had one in chicago i had one in san antonio one in corpus uh one at texas am university um and this is our fourth one. Oh, uh, and uh i decided to, to partner up with new century art guild they're a great organization I don't know if I could tell you the whole story about that, how that sprung, but um, about how they got started. But um, I, uh, we decided 
to collaborate and um, became the South Region Director for New Century Art Guild. And so what I'm doing is I'm gathering all these amazing artists, like um, amazing artists, I'm telling you. Like, like you can you can flip through that. Connie's gonna uh, uh, show some stuff on the camera so you guys can see. This is the high tech thing we're doing here. <laughs> yeah. This is the only way we can figure this yeah, that's, out. Yeah, uh, that's David uh, Page. Uh, he he likes to go by DJ. Oh, oh wrong way. Page. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's uh, that's some of his work there, digital type stuff, and uh, he's doing skateboards oh, now. Look at that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, that's uh, Roy Vadia. Uh, he does woodworking. That's beautiful. Yeah. And uh, this is Cody Vance, and he does uh, amazing artwork. See. He's. There's a wow. uh, bronzing there. That is beautiful. Is that oh, it? Okay. No, there's more of her. Is it? Yeah. Uh, okay, he, let's see. What is this? Hold on. Just some military medical stuff that he does. Illustrations. Wow. Drawings. Drawings, yeah. Look at that. That's a really three-dimensional drawing. Yeah. Oh, look at the dog. <laughs> I like that. I'm a dog person. Oh, you are? Okay. <laughs> this is uh, Kitty Hopkins. Oh, okay, okay. Well, Catherine Hopkins, if she goes like Kitty. Look at that beautiful jewelry. Well, there's another page with more. Oh, sorry. I'm just looking at the earring. <laughs> oh wow! Are you shopping right now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're in trouble. You're in trouble, sir. Oh, oh, look him! Oh, you messed up. Let's see. Hold on. Let's go back here. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. But we have many more. We have uh, some sculptors, poets, authors. Um, we have we have uh, some some local five hundred one c threes are going. Um, Warriors Heart is a really is they have an amazing facility, do amazing work, real, um, real. Um, uh, what's that word I'm looking for? Like uh, the TBI sometimes acts up. Uh, uh, real, um, like when they do something and it turns out good, whatever that means. Okay, <laughs> I was looking for a fifty cent word, but but uh, one wasn't coming to me. I that needs more change, but. Uh, so, <laughs> but, uh, uh, so, so Warriors Heart's coming out, uh, Operation Comfort, uh, they, they do some amazing work. They, they help. They, I went to Vail with them one time, Vail, Colorado on a ski, ski thing. Uh, they took me to New York twice. Uh, they help veterans, uh, 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 build cars and they help them, uh, uh, what, they do a lot of skiing, riding bikes and things like that. Uh, 5k runs and uh so so that's uh operation comfort and uh this other organization by my friend uh um uh, uh oh my gosh i um uh he's called uh frontline strong and uh uh antonio santana and uh he was a, a veteran and uh he was also a sapd officer and he went to the va needing some help and the VA is great they, I don't have any complaints but he needed something now and quick and so he he decided uh, uh, to, to start a podcast and we started a po- start a podcast um, 
he found other uh, 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 psychiatric professionals and social workers that wanted to help and wanted to uh, give some free time and find ways to, to you know to make a 501c3 so so to make a nonprofit and to help veterans and their families no questions asked without going through without all the going tape. no red tape and just you need help okay here we go now let's get some help now and so you know he was going through a rough time and he he tells this story all the time so i can tell you he, he went to the va i was like i'm gonna shoot myself help me help me and so he decided to you know he's doing much better now he's got purpose and, and and he loves the lord and and so so it's uh it's just a great um i wouldn't say cinderella story but it's just a lot of us that were in the military we need mission yeah oh yes yeah i've been here that's the second time i heard that we this need week. it yeah we need a mission but yeah isn't it great when our mission is god because then we get the mission but we're also fulfilled by this yeah. incredible deity that loves us oh. and wants to co- be oh, in man. communion with us. Yeah. I want know? to share his love with everybody. Yeah. I mean, it is like, I mean, who needs drugs? I mean, like who needs anything? Who needs anything? Like, like, I mean, he is just so amazing and so wonderful. And he's such a provider. Even the air we're breathing right now. Like, yep. you know, he's so merciful. Like people think, you know, I can do it on my own, but like, you have no idea. You have no idea. We can't. Yeah. We absolutely can't. Well, I, I know that you've got a home group that is very important to you. Yeah. Uh, I'm very grateful for you taking time to come share your story. And and not just because it, it's, it's a military story, because there's guys that will relate to you just because of your military service, but because it's a great story, not about what you did, about what you tried to do that yeah. didn't work, but yeah. what ultimately God did yeah, for in sure. you. For sure. And that's a beautiful story. That's a gift yeah. that that our pastor always says, I have this pen. I'm going to give you this pen. What makes it yours? Uh, I took it. The second you take it. Oh, okay. okay. That's God. Yeah. He's given us here. All you have to do is grab it. Yeah. It's yours for free. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. I've already done all the work. All you have to do is accept it. Yeah. So, folks, if you're listening and you haven't accepted Christ, if you haven't, um, if you don't understand what we're talking about, reach out by all means. Reach out. Reach out to Mario. Um, hit up the, the link that's on the site. Uh I know that this goes for days. Uh, uh, we've been very blessed to to have uh, post-show engagement, uh, which is great because people will continue to see the podcast on YouTube or um, or they'll listen to it or download it. And uh, newguildart.org. New Century Art Guild. New Century Art Guild. Yeah. Here's the book. Here's the book. And pick up that book. It's on Amazon. Yeah. Type in uh, Mario Lopez book on Amazon. If you just type in Mario Lopez, it's going to pull up AC Slater. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Saved by the bell. Probably the shirt off or something. And and then the the event on March the 10th. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. So yes, March, March 10th is the event. Uh, 
it's there's going to be a, an amazing beautiful night you know uh we're going to have uh farm road 69 come out and play for us uh, the lead singer is a veteran uh we're going to have the 501c3 uh local ones come out and, and just share a little about what they do uh we're gonna have a steak uh of potatoes and green beans uh and uh uh um, and uh, chicken piccata for those who don't like steak, and some salad for you vegetarians. Um, yeah, we'll figure that out. And, <laughs> and then, um, and then uh, we're gonna have some some dancing, and uh, and then uh, art, art. Yeah, hello, art. Yes, art. Lots of Your art. art. My art's gonna be there. Uh, uh, do we have time to show you my art? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, let me show you some of my art. So this is one I'm pretty proud of. Oh wow! Yeah, check that out. Yeah. I thought that was. I saw that on your thing. I thought it was a picture. Oh really? Apple. I didn't realize it was a painting. Oh yeah, that's it. We're being so high tech right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, uh, here's for all you San Antonioans. Show me which one it this is. This is one. Oh. There you go. This, okay, hold on. Let me turn it this way. Oh, yeah. Let's go. That way, yeah. Ooh. Wow. I love that. Yeah. That is really Look how cool. beautiful that is. Yeah. That's oil as well? No, that was acrylic. Uh, let's see. I'm asking like I know about art. I know nothing. <laughs> uh, that's one I'm really proud of too. That's beautiful. That's my favorite one. So if anyone wants it, take it off my wall. It's gonna be pretty, you know, pretty hard. Pretty <laughs> price better be right. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's one. This guy. Oh, that's gorgeous. Whoa. Yeah, that's very, very powerful. Uh, here's a pumpkin. Oh, that's beautiful. That's oil. I love the colors. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> my my cousin Chris, he's in Oklahoma. He said that one was awesome. That one's awesome. Well, this one's hanging at Bamsey at, at when you walk when you walk in with the flagpole. It's 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 uh, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. And uh, so, folks, what I'm going to be doing is in the in the weeks to come before the event, uh, I have the press release for the event, and I have all the information, and we're going to be pushing that out on our website. We're going to be pushing that out on our. Um, Third Day Coffee Seguin page, the God Country Coffee page. And I, I just want to throw something in real quick because I had some issues today. Uh, I went back to an old post and somebody said, I'm leaving this group because of all the fake posts. Well, I didn't realize that we were getting spammed on my God Country Coffee uh, podcast page. So if you see things on my page that are not God Country Coffee, other veterans or ministry uh, immediately flag it, report it, and send me a message, please, because I don't want any of that junk on there. We, as 
after we went over a thousand members on the group, I sort of stopped staying on top of it like I was before. And as a result, we've been infiltrated by these spammers that are putting stuff about everything from Clint Eastwood to uh, Simon Cowell. So <laughs> if you see that stuff, you it's clear that it's not the normal content for my for my page. Please report it uh, as spam and please let me know so we can try to stay on top of it and clean it up as best we can. And, and I, you know, if you're the social media wizard out there, well then tell me how to turn all that stuff off so they can't even get it or, but, but anyway, it's a, it's an open page. It's public and you want to leave it, you know, some freedom. Uh, Cause sometimes somebody just wants to say something or they ask for prayer or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to stop that. Uh, but if you see something, please know that it's not from us and we're not allowing that. Uh, I just haven't caught it. So, um, the- so how do we get tickets to your show? So, um, there's a flyer that, y- that y'all are going to get, right? And on that flyer, there's a QR code and it'll take you directly to our website, New Century Art Guild, and you can buy the tickets there. Okay. So you can't buy like one ticket, two ticket, three ticket. You have to, uh, put like, so each ticket is $80. So you want two tickets is one sixty. Mm-hmm. Got to do a little simple math. We got the calculators on our phones, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so that's how you do it. And then uh, we'll, we get all the data from there, and then we'll see that you paid. And then when you come, we'll check you. Where's like, oh yeah, you paid. You got three tickets. You know, so that's mm-hmm. how. It, or, or I have paper tickets too. So, but we got to get all the tickets sold by uh, March first because the caterer wants to have the numbers hard numbers hard numbers to be before you know the show so well like i said uh we'll be posting that flyer because it's on your it's on your facebook page yes yes with the qr code yeah i'll be posting that and he you already sent me the press release Mm -hmm. and i'll i'll submit that also so you guys can have it on all our sites and uh and i strongly uh what is this oh chris um I if if you uh what did he say? Beautiful, very talented for an army guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> it must be a marine or something, he's, right? He's Navy. I'm oh he's Navy. Well, yeah. uh, pretty close now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we uh we Oh you're a Marine together. You're a Marine? Navy. Navy. Maybe. All right, this interview's over. No. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all already beat yeah, us in December. Come on now. <laughs> but uh, I, I appreciate your, no, thank your you. time, man. Thank you. Thank I really you. do. I know, I, we're going to do this again. All right. Uh, we're going to do round robin, uh, maybe with John Mitten, who is uh, one of my Marine mentors. He's a pastor of a church in Cibolo. Okay. Uh, great man of God, him and his dad. His dad is a sub submarine captain, retired submarine captain. And, uh, and also an incredible, uh, somebody that just, uh, when I lost my dad and JK preached, uh-huh. I felt like I was close to my dad when he was preaching. And I can't explain that yeah. dynamic, but God gave me that comfort. Uh, when dad was gone, every time I heard JK, I was like, okay, it's not that bad. Yeah. I'm going to see him again. I yeah. know I am. Yeah, for sure. And so anyway, uh, again, I appreciate your time. And um, and we're gonna definitely make all efforts to to get as many people we can to buy tickets. Yes. And God willing, uh, we will be there hopefully to support the, uh, you know, the whole thing because uh, I believe 
I believe in, in what you're trying to do and, and support other men like yourself. Uh, and, and I like the fact that you include first responders because I think first responders are, they, they kind of fall through the cracks a lot Yeah, and they suffer just like, you know, military guys, they go on deployment, they get deployed. If something happens, if something happens, but once that deployment's over, it's over. Yeah. And these first responders, their deployment starts the day that they sign up and it doesn't end until they retire. Yeah. And it's a lifelong commitment. Yeah. And, uh, and I think we forget them. So just know that we, that we love you guys too. For uh, sure. Well, brother, I appreciate your time. I'm yes. going to pray us out real quick. And, uh, <clears throat> father, thank you for this time that we got to spend together and talk about the just amazing things that you have done in our lives that you have done in Mario's life, father. And we just ask that you use us daily uh, to share your message about the beautiful things, the wonderful things, the superhuman things that you've done in our lives. And Father, we just ask that that we come together as, as friends and brothers and that we share your message and that those who don't know you come to know you, Father. We ask that. Uh, we ask that if you're listening and, and you're on the fence and you're not sure, just know that, that God is the answer. Father, we love you, and we hope that we, we, we pray that we glorify you in all that we do. These things we ask in your holy and precious name, Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, brother, I appreciate yes, you so time, much. man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank nice you. to meet yes. you. Yes, yeah, nice absolutely. And uh, we're going to have you back on. Sure. Again, folks, look, look, look for all the social media because we'll have it up soon. All right. Till next Friday when we have God Country Coffee, 1900. God bless you. Have a great weekend.